Have you ever been in a place of physical need? Sometime when you needed, not just desired something, something you couldn't provide for yourself? Maybe it was a need for food, for water, for clothing, for shelter, or for medical attention. What was that like? How would you describe the situation? Was there desperation, panic, helplessness? Whatever it was, I'm guessing there was one thing you were sure of. I'll tell you my guess coming up next. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to The Inner Life, the show dedicated to spiritual direction, helping you cultivate your connection to our Lord and His Church. I'm Patrick Conley. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, in situations where people are in true need, the awareness that I'm wagering is always present is a recognition of that need. The more desperate the need becomes, the more singular the focus until it becomes almost impossible to think about or concentrate on anything other than what it will take to get this need met. Now, enter the words of Jesus. Your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. And again from St. Paul, My God will fully supply whatever you need in accord with His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. But here's the thing. Though we might think that that means that God sort of miraculously snaps His metaphorical fingers and whatever is needed, food, shelter, medical care, it sort of just magically appears. But I think that's much more uncommon than his preferred way of acting. As in all ways, the ministry and mission of Jesus continues in and through his church. God longs to provide for the physical needs of humanity and individual human beings created in his image and likeness through his church. So much so that you and I actually have a solemn duty to practice the corporal works of mercy. And if you're wondering what those are, or how to better live them out and thereby deepen your own relationship with the Lord, you're in the right place. We're talking about the corporal works of mercy today here on the show, and leading our discussion is our spiritual director, Father Chris Stubna. Father Stubna is a priest of the Diocese of Pittsburgh and the rector of St. Paul Cathedral Parish there. Welcome, Father. Good to be with you. Thanks, Patrick. It's always good to be with you on your program. Well, let's start, Father, maybe just by, let's explore the heart of the Lord here. The Lord seems just, uh, I guess I would say, unrestrainably dedicated to our needs, um, because whether we recognize it or not, we are so dependent on Him. Could you just describe a little bit about the Lord, Lord's, I suppose, desire to provide for the needs that we have? Yeah, I I think uh, so much of our uh faith relationship is built on uh, trust, you know, trust in the providential care of God, a God that created us out of his great love that we would come to know him and, and ultimately be with him. But uh, that that relationship is there at every moment of our lives. And, uh, and, and we have to come to believe and trust that uh, God cares more for us than than we could ever imagine or anybody could care for us. Um, we're, uh, we're in his hands constantly. And so there isn't anything that we need or could desire or want 
that that God is not going to to desire to uh, to give to us. He he knows us best. So sometimes our frustration is that it doesn't seem that we get what we really need or what we ask for in prayer, and we can get disappointed. Uh, but we also have to realize that in His providence, God will will give us perhaps exactly what we do need, even if we don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And there is something mentioned, as you mentioned, there is something, some tie-in, some direct tie-in here um, with our whole concept of justice. So maybe just uh, thinking about that, maybe it would be good here in the early part of the show to define the virtue of justice. What is the virtue of justice, Father? You know, we, uh, we tend to think of justice in legal terms, you know, that it's kind of juridical, uh, um, to mete out justice, to, you know, to give people what is their just due. And, uh, right. uh, but, but in a biblical sense, uh, it, it really literally means to make right, uh, you know, to live in a right relationship. Uh, it's far more relational, this, this sense of justice in Christian faith. And that calls us to be in a right relationship with God, a right relationship with our neighbor. Uh, And even uh, more recently, for example, Pope Francis has challenged us uh, to think about our right relationship with creation itself. Um, It's fitting today to be talking about this because, as you know, the gospel today uh, for the liturgy, uh, you know, the young man asked Jesus, which of all the commandments of the of the Jewish faith is the greatest. And, you know, the answer that our Lord gave kind of sums up this notion of justice. It's it's to love God with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength, and and to love our neighbor as ourself. And of course, he goes on to define all of that more directly in terms of who our neighbor is and, and what that love really means. But justice is being able, really, to embrace that great commandment, uh, the call to love God with our whole self and, and to love others uh, in, the, in the manner that God loves us. Mm-hmm. And, and in a sense, that's living justly. Mm-hmm. We hear that call, uh, uh, you know, Micah to, to act justly. It, it, it's a call of faith all the way down through the New Testament. Uh, this call to justice is to be in a right relationship with God and, and, and a right relationship, uh, an ordered relationship, a good relationship with, with all of the people around us, our brothers and sisters in Christ. I really appreciate that, that you're tying in or the, the meaning of justice from the scriptures that we get is to make right. And in that, just that one statement, Father, you've actually shed a new light for me on the whole idea of justice and mercy, which I think oftentimes we can at least imagine that they're somewhat in conflict with one another. You know, justice is giving mm-hmm. to someone else what, what he or she deserves, whereas mercy is kind of uh, overlooking that in terms of something a greater good. But if justice is about making right, then there is no, obviously, no ultimate conflict between justice and mercy, would you say? Right, right. They they really go hand in hand. And I, I think uh, sometimes uh, we we lose sight of the fact that, you know, God is the, the almighty just one. And and in his time, in his way, uh, you know, things will be justly dealt with. But but here, you know, justice calls us to respect the rights of others, um, to to care deeply about the needs of others, which in our society today is an extremely important reminder because because one of the sins against justice is selfishness. 
you know, thinking that the world revol revolves around me. We have a, a generation of people today that really focus on what we need or what we think we want or, or deserve in order for us to be, to be happy and fulfilled. And that, that really runs against our Christian notion of justice and being in a relationship with other people that we have to care deeply about and respect their rights. All right. Our spiritual director today, Father Chris Stubna, is a priest of the Diocese of Pittsburgh, rector of St. Paul Cathedral Parish there in Pittsburgh, and we we're talking about the corporal works of mercy. Well, we started off by talking about justice and mercy. Uh, typically in the church, when we when we think of uh, the, the works of mercy, we uh, also can use the terms of, of works of justice as well. And specifically, Father, I think one of the things that's been impressed upon me as I've been contemplating this topic is that, once again here, um, the incarnate Christ comes to us recognizing that we, as beings of both body and soul, we have needs that are certainly spiritual. We have a spiritual need for our for our God and for the things that he provides. But we also have bodily needs um, for things that need to be provided as well. And I think therein enters the, the corporal works of mercy. So when we're talking about those, uh, Father, maybe just to have you lay them out for us, what are the corporal works of mercy? Well, the, you know, feeding the hungry, uh, giving water to those who thirst, uh, sheltering the homeless, visiting the sick, uh, caring for those who are in prison. Uh, one that's very uh, interesting and important that we don't forget, burying the dead. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I think it's important to note, you know, the Catechism of the Catholic Church has its discussion about the corporal works of mercy uh, in the section that talks about the preferential option and love for the poor. Uh, that um, Jesus loved the poor more than anyone else. I, I think it speaks to the meaning of the incarnation. He didn't become man and enter this world in a powerful way as a king, as someone wealthy. He, he took on the lowliest of human nature. And, and in that act itself speaks to the love that he had for, for those who are, who are truly poor uh, in the eyes of the world, the downcast, the, you know, he in a sense recognizes the, um, the frailty of the human condition through original sin. And that's what he came to redeem and to save from the inside out. So, so in every part of the, of the scriptures, as we know, in the Gospels, G Jesus went out of his way to care for the poor, to invite them, uh, and, and that's what he told us to do. You know, if someone wants your coat, give him your tunic as well. If he asks to go a mile, you need to go extra miles, two miles. Um, mm. That invitation to take care of the poor was really at the very heart and soul of the of the whole of the me of the message of Jesus. Yeah. And we see that of course in uh, the beatitudes on the sermon on the mount blessed are the poor in spirit which St Luke actually renders just as blessed are the poor and St Luke mm -hmm. is known to to have a lot of focus and emphasis on the poor uh, as well. We see that kind of front front and center in his portrayal of our Lord. And but any any further thoughts? I mean Jesus did come to us as you said in this poverty um, any further thoughts as to why why such a, a preferential option? Why such a love, a deep love and care and concern for the poor? I I think because um, you know 
the whole meaning of salvation is 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 to be lifted up, lifted up out of the out of the um, you know the dregs of our human existence, and 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 the poor we can most identify with people who um, have been rejected, uh, um, who for whatever reason. Uh, you know, find themselves in such dire straits that 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 most of the time these people are marginalized, pushed aside, and the whole of the gospel is to is to liberate you know those who are who are poor to bring freedom to those who have been imprisoned. It's it's the joy of the gospel message. The redemption and salvation in Christ is is really uh, uh, meant to touch the most lowly and unimportant people uh, in our human existence. And, and Christ had that love, that mercy, that compassion uh, uh, to, to really bring people to a new level of existence that they could not even imagine. Mm-hmm. Our spiritual director again today is Father Chris Stubna from the Diocese of Pittsburgh as we're talking about the corporal works of mercy. Do you have specific ways that you carry out the corporal works of mercy? Perhaps it's through a volunteer situation that you do regularly. Uh, Perhaps it's ways that you do just kind of spontaneously. There are things that occur in your life. How do you do it? What fruit have you seen? We'd love to hear from you, 888-914-9149. Or also, if you have benefited from others practicing the corporal works of mercy, Give us a call. Tell us what that was like. 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. I mean, clearly, Father, that this is uh, this is a practice which our incarnate Lord Jesus has has taken. I mean, there's it's not that this is absent in the Old Testament either. We see it all over the place in terms of God's care for the poor specifically. And as we, as followers after Jesus, and as you were saying from mass, the Mass readings today, and we are, we are charged to love our neighbor as ourself, and that is tied with our love of God, then um, why, uh, I guess I'm, what I'm asking is what, is, what can it do for our own spiritual lives when we step into this place of practicing these corporal works of mercy? Um, well, of course, uh, you know, it's, it, it, uh, we need to also kind of, put a context to that in terms of the final judgment scene uh, from yeah. the Gospel of Matthew. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, when Jesus returns and uh, expects us to give an account for how we've lived our spiritual lives and, and what fruit there is that, that, that speaks to the kind of faith we have in him, um, you know, he asks those questions. Those are the corporal works of mercy. You know, did you feed the hungry? Did you give water to the thirsty? Did you visit those in prison? Uh, Were you compassionate to the sick? Because what you did to those people, you did to me. I I don't think there's any more direct uh, way that Jesus can say that's that's, uh, what faith, uh, uh, that's what enlivens faith and drives faith forward uh, and, and will help our spiritual lives to flourish when we are able uh, um, to see in us uh, the very presence of Christ that he hopes we can bring into the lives of of all of those around us, most especially the poor and the needy and the sick. Uh, you know, it's kind of what faith calls us to do. Right. Yeah, it is. And I, I one of the things I really appreciate about that uh, that passage from Matthew 25 is that there's a direct identification between the poor and Jesus. Jesus says, mm-hmm. whatever you did for the least of these, you did for me. 
Um, right. So that yeah, there's this tie in there. Great. There's, Let's. Uh, there's a, sorry. Go ahead, Father. No, no. I was just going to say there was a a beautiful comment that Saint Rose of Lima, who was one of the you know, we often on this program talk about saints that really tie into the yeah to to what we're talking about. Saint Rose of Lima gave her whole life caring for the poor in the streets of of Peru, and her mother would often reprimand her uh, and criticize her for really taking what they had and giving it away to the poor. And she would always say, when when we serve the poor, we serve Jesus. And right. we can't fail to help them because they are Jesus incarnate at that moment in our lives. It, yeah. Really a beautiful piece of wisdom. It is. It is very good. Let's go to the phones, Father. We've got Susan who's calling in from Naperville, Illinois. Susan, thanks for calling the Inner Life. Hi, thank you. Yeah, Father, my question is, um, as far as the corporal works of mercy, I'm, I'm sure that it would be best if we could do as many of the different ones as possible, but like my personality, I'm an introvert, so it doesn't really fit me well to reach out to people, but I do certainly, you know, donate and give to food shelters and those type of things. So I'm just curious about that. Is, is it really necessary that we hit all of them? Uh, you know, it's it's a really good question. And uh, each of us at, at, as an individual can only uh, with sincere hearts look into our spiritual lives and, and, and take that challenge of Jesus to heart. Of course, we can't engage in all of them in the same way. And you pointed out that people are very different in their approach to things. Uh, there is nothing wrong at all in making donations. You know, for example, we have a parish food pantry that serves all kinds of people every week. We we have some volunteers that can work with the poor that come, but we couldn't possibly have the food we have without the help of people making donations, food donations. So, so that's all ways that we can fulfill that commandment. I, I think Pope Francis has just challenged us to be certain we're not... Um, disassociating the personal relational notion of justice, that there are real people involved. And, and um, you know, for example, our kindness to people that we meet, being patient with someone that we may not have time for, who breaks into our lives. I have that happen all the time. We have plans and someone needs to see you and, and we have a choice. We can be a little bit you know, miffed about it and impatient, or we can just set aside our own calendar and enter into that relation with them at that moment. So those are ways that you can really uh, fulfill those corporal works of mercy. Mm. Thanks for the call, Susan. It is a good question, and I appreciate your response, Father. That yeah, and uh, I remember the 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 little anecdote that uh, has been passed around. I'm sure many people have heard it about uh, somebody interviewing Mother Teresa and saying, I, "I really wish I could do what you do," and she says, "No, you do what the Lord is calling you to do." He's right. uh, you know, so everybody yeah to their own uh, to their own calling. Right. So thank you for that. Appreciate it, Susan. And uh, yeah, we are talking about the corporal works of mercy here on the show today. What are ways that you live out the corporal works of mercy? Have you found joy? Have you found peace? In, and have you seen fruit uh, be born in other people's lives as you're carrying them out? Give us a call. Encourage us all. 888-914-9149. Maybe you're a parent. How do you teach and encourage your kids to practice the corporal works of mercy? Maybe there's something you do as a family. Give us a call at 888-914-9149 or send us an email, relevantradio.com. We're going to take a short break, but there's lots more to come. Stay with us. 
Today, we'd like to thank Douglas, who is listening in Wisconsin, for donating his 1998 Ford Ranger. You can join thousands of other listeners in donating old vehicles, trucks, boats, and RVs by visiting relevantradio.com slash car. That's relevantradio.com slash car. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio on RelevantRadio.com and the Relevant Radio app. My name is Patrick Conley. Our spiritual director today is Father Chris Stubna, priest of the Diocese of Pittsburgh, as we're talking about the corporal works of mercy. How do you live them out in your life and teach your family to do the same? Maybe there are things that your parish has sponsored and take part in, and we'd love to know what those are. Encourage and inspire others. Give us a call. 888-914-9149 is the number to call. 888-914-9149. Father, let's go back to the phones. We've got Matt, who's calling in from San Diego. Matt, welcome to The Inner Life. Thank you, guys. I just, I just want to say my father, he just passed away uh, this past Memorial Day, um, but he really instilled in me the corporal works of mercy, and he did it by example. He started volunteering in uh, prison ministry for the past 14 years, became official uh, chaplain uh, for almost 10 years for Santa Barbara Diocese, and he just really got to know the people that are in prison, not just try to convert them, but love them. And we saw, and I got to witness a lot of the fruits and people that got out that just stayed in contact with him and continued to write letters to him. And it just, and he just felt the Holy Spirit. Like when you're doing the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus's will, you just feel that uh, sense of God in you. And that's what my father felt. Amen to that, Matt. And, you know, first of all, our prayers and sympathies to your family uh, on the loss of your dad. But I don't think there's there's any greater gift that a parent can pass on to their children than that kind of lived witness of, of what it really means to be a person of faith, a follower of Jesus, by engaging in, in um, you know, these works of mercy that can really change people's lives. And he saw that. He knew that. Mm. Yeah, Matt, uh, certainly uh, I joined Father in offering my condolences for your father's death, but we do pray for him. We pray for the repose of his soul. May he rest in peace. But thank you for this testimony to his uh, his virtue in his life of living this out as a prison prison chaplain. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate it. And uh, if you have a, a family member, a, a someone that you have seen you really admire who practices the corporal works of mercy well, give them a shout-out on the program as well, 888 Let's go now to hey. Maria, also calling in from California. Good morning, Maria. Thanks for calling the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me on this morning. I have a recommendation of a movie called Little Boy, and it's about a seven-year-old boy whose father is in World War II, and he goes to his parish priest to ask him, what can I do to end the war and bring my father home safely? And, of course, that's a difficult question, and a priest couldn't decide, what should I tell him? So he says, you need to do the seven corporal works of mercy. So the boy does them all, and it's a great example of how a child can fulfill these these works. Well, it's, it's, I haven't seen that movie, Maria, but I thank you for the recommendation. Yeah. Yes, Little it's Boy. Great. It's a little very boy. good movie. Okay. All right. Well, there's one. And I think that's true. Maria, you bring up a good point that, um, you know, it's good for us to get some inspiration from time to time. Of course, as uh, Father, you've already mentioned, St. Rose of Lima, we can always look to the saints for inspiration on on how and why to practice the corporal works of mercy. But it's nice to have it and it coming from another way, too. So look into that little boy. Thank you, Maria, for the recommendation. 
Father, Patrick, I'm, 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 yeah, please. I was just, yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, one of the spiritual benefits uh, for following on Maria's call is just um, as we engage in these works of mercy, um, we we begin obviously to to be thinking less of ourselves and entering sort of a world in which we are trying to to build up relationships with other people, which is at the core of the call to evangelize. You know, to bring Jesus. Yeah. Uh, to manifest the kingdom, to build up the church. And those spiritual benefits are profound because we we become less selfish. We mm-hmm. we become less uh, uh, mired, you know, sometimes in our own uh, problems. And, uh, you know, they can be overwhelming for people. The crosses that we're asked to bear, uh, some some large, some small, but but when we when we go out of ourselves into and enter the lives of other people through these works of mercy, uh, our whole life is changed. And yeah. I think of Pope Francis's wisdom, where he said, "You know, we sometimes think that we're helping the poor. The reality is, the poor are helping us to be the kind of person that Jesus really wants us to be." And so, those works of mercy we can't forget are transformative, not only for the people we're helping. But but even more importantly, for for our own spiritual lives and our own salvation, we're going to be changed by that. Right. It's adopting that attitude of love, of self gift uh, when we when we do that, and not focusing in on our own our own problems, which are probably as as Saint Paul would put it, light and momentary anyway. Um, and not that's not to say that they're not uh, they're not serious or they're not even that they're not big problems. But uh, if Saint Paul can say that and facing the problems that he faced. Yeah, what a what a great what a great recommendation that way as well, Father. I, it seems to me that there might be as we're looking at the corporal works of mercy. There's a couple dangers that we might have to guard against. One is um, just seeing how much needs to be done. That there is there are a lot of people in a lot of need and a lot of different kinds of need out there. And just starting to treat them as, all right, let's start making our way down the list. Or if just feeling so overwhelmed that like, I can't even get motivated to get going. Um, but then there's also the the danger of apathy, of thinking, yeah, well, there's a, there's just not, a, I'm not really that moved. I'm not really that motivated there. Any recommendations about how to approach both of these dangers? Yeah, I think you're right on target uh, um, with, uh, especially with the idea that there there's so much in the world that needs to be fixed and so many people that need to be helped what can i possibly do to make a difference and 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 we can become paralyzed you know and just think that anything we could do would 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 be very unimportant in terms of addressing the needs around us i'm always i'm reminded of a story of a of a little boy who was on the the uh, seashore with his father and and the tide had gone out and left all the starfish you know laying on the on the beach and he was just running up and down, throwing as many starfish back into the water as he could. And his dad kind of laughed at him and said, what are you doing? He said, I'm trying to save these starfish. And he said, well, you're, you're not going to be able to help them. And he kept throwing them in saying, I can help this one. I can mm-hmm. help this one mm-hmm. to live. And I, I, th- I think we have to realize that every single person is a child of God, beloved by God, made in his image and likeness. And, and uh, it isn't a trite saying to say that if we can help one person or do whatever we can for that person standing in front of us, that's the call of Christian faith. 
not, yeah. not to look at the big picture, but really to look at the small picture. Jesus brings people into our lives every day. We have an opportunity to respond. And the corporal works of mercy are really challenging us. You, you mentioned that a right relationship depends on mercy, on compassion. Those are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Uh, generosity and selfless service and love. Uh, 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 there are many fruits of the Holy Spirit that speak to the corporal works of mercy. We, we can bring that into the lives of, of, of anyone who crosses our path if we intentionally make an effort to do so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very good advice. And what about what about the uh, the sort of apathy piece to it, Father? As well, I mean, I I I would think that most most people who tend to be followers of Jesus would be would understand his his deep heart for the poor and uh, seek to emulate that in their own lives. But you know, we do encounter from time to time. There might not be an an everyday place that we do encounter those who are in need of the corporate works of mercy. We might have to go out of our way and that might just kind of push it push it off our radar screen. So I guess my question is anything that you would recommend that we do in those types of situations? Uh, yeah, you know, and I, I think perhaps another problem connected to that, Patrick, is is um, we 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 can become sort of uh, judgmental in the way we look yeah. at people. Right. And, uh, um, you know, we often hear of people that say, well, they really th- this isn't going to help them, really. You know, I, I get that uh, question a lot. You know, if I if I give someone uh, this five dollar bill, you know, are they going to use it to buy a drink or are they going to? really use it uh, to get food and and we can just sort of develop an apathy towards really helping people when we don't think really that it's going to be a help and i i think again we have to we have to look into our own hearts and realize that you know jesus really never judged anyone he saw their need uh, the gift that he wanted to bring them was a sense of self-worth uh, uh, to give them uh, some experience tangibly of the love and mercy that God had for them and the hope really that that gift would be able to slowly lift them up out of their misery and put them in a right relationship with God first and foremost because, you know, uh, the, the corporal works of mercy are, are meant to physically help people, but they're, they're more intended uh, uh, to bring people to a relationship with God, you know, that's what the missionaries knew. They 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 went out to people that didn't know God and certainly helped them with with health care, with education. But the goal was to bring them into a relationship with God, a God that loved them, that would have the power to save them from their sins and give them eternal life. And that that really is a task that each of us must continue to remember as as we deal with the people around us. That's a great reminder from our spiritual director, Father Chris Stubna, who's the rector of St. Paul Cathedral Parish in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We're talking about the corporal works of mercy. If there are ways that you or people that you know live out the corporal works of mercy in some pretty admirable ways, give us a call and let us know. Encourage and inspire, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Or how do you teach others? How do you model for others how to live out the corporal works of mercy, 888-914-9149, or our email address is innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. Let's go now to Nicole, who's calling in from Cocoa Beach, Florida. Good afternoon, Nicole. Welcome. Hi, thanks so much. 
So I'll try to make this a quick story. Um, my children and I had gone through a really hard time with um, me being on drugs, and we had gotten evicted several times, all of our stuff out on the side of the road and whatnot. And um, when I got sober, I took on a menial job because i um not looking for quick riches. I just want food, clothing, and shelter, you know, and that's, and we're happy with that. So I always told my kids, you know, so what? I'm cleaning toilets. It's no big deal. You know, we have everything that we need. We, and God always provides for us. And so, um, I always give if I can, you know, and so we're out at the store one day and we're shopping and my children see this man who was down on his luck and he was asking people in the store if they could help him to buy a pair of sneakers because he needs to get a job. So no, everyone's walking past them and giving them dirty looks and my kids run over. They're like, mom, this guy needs help over here. Please come um, hear his story. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I go over and I'm like, hi, what's going on? And he tells me. And so um, I said, of course, I'll help you. So I go and I purchase a pair of sneakers for him. And then I said, what size, you know, sneaker are you? And he, I said, you know what? My son has some sneakers at home, really good, like Jordans and stuff. You know, I'm not trying to sell them, just whatever. So I said, oh, can I run home and let me get you some things and I'll bring them back? He says, okay, great. So we get one home. We're only right down the street. We run back and he wasn't outside. And we're like, oh, no, I, oh, them things, he needs a job. And I said, we just came back. And so my sister and I never get to speak of this story because we always never brag about the things you do for people. Just do it. And it's for God and it's for them. And and then you just leave it be and you don't talk about it. But since since we're here talking on this topic today, I thought it was a great story to share. Thank, thanks for sharing it. It is a great story. And, you know, especially, um, you know, it's, it's a pretty powerful witness in terms of how you've raised your children and even in the struggles that you've had and, and, and your sense of, um, you know, wanting to give back and to help other people because you've come through that yourself. Uh, you know, just beautiful to hear how your children responded to that. And, you know, sometimes sharing these stories is important because I think it does inspire other people who may not realize uh, what they can do, even in the smallest acts of kindness. So, uh, you know, I appreciate hearing that from you and, and, and really commend you for that. Yeah, thank you, Nicole. And I think that's right about not, uh, not as she put it, not bragging about the things that we do for others. Just do it and leave it out there. I mean, that seems to fit in with Jesus' teaching of uh, do not let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. But at the same time, here for the purpose of the show today, we're here to encourage and inspire one another. So if there are things that you have seen, how you're helping out someone else through a corporal work of mercy has really borne fruit in your spiritual life or in the life of lives of others, give us a call and let us know. 888-914-9149. Up next is Anne calling in from Oregon. Anne, good morning. Thanks for calling. Good morning. Thank you so much for taking my call. And sure. as you just said, uh, we we do give in silence. We don't brag about it because our reward is in heaven, not here from others. But I just had to give a testimony on 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 growing up through the Catholic faith in, in elementary school. We were taught the corporal works of mercy. 
And that has stuck in my heart. I'm 65 years old now. It has stuck in my heart every day. But what I wanted to speak about was my parents. Um, They were so giving. They had a furniture store and they had the capacity to give. And they were always giving to the church. They were always giving to the school. But even in every day, I'll give you a small example. There was a uh, kind of a homeless young man that would come to the store and uh, he would say to my dad, oh, do you have any work for me today? And even though those windows got washed the day before, my, my father would say, sure, Dave, you can wash the windows. And we were all just amazed. My dad would pay this, this poor guy on a skateboard uh, to come and wash the windows, even though they were just washed. It was just a small example of what we can do every day in our lives. We don't have to try to change the world. We can't change the world. But what we can do with our hearts and with just the everyday person you see at a grocery store or anything, that that's that's our life. That's what Jesus taught us, is those corporal works of mercy. And thank you so much for doing this show. I hope everybody gets to hear and and can learn from it. Thank you so much for letting me tell you about my parents and their faithfulness and what they brought all of us children up as. Yeah, God bless your parents, and thanks for sharing that story. And it's it's really a a beautiful thing, what your dad, you know, struck me, your dad, uh, not only wanting to help somebody, but I think uh, enabling them to, to, to have some dignity, to, you know, to treat them personally, relationally, inviting him to, to do something that, that gave meaning uh, uh, to uh, that situation is, is a wonderful way to live out the corporal works of mercy, because that's, that's the goal, to help people uh, to realize that they are children of God, loved by God, that they have a place in the community of the faithful, uh, and for us to be able to treat people uh, um, with respect, with great tenderness and care, is, is really the motivation of engaging in all of the you know, corporal works of mercy. Mm. Thank you, Anne. Thank you so much for the call and for, again, yes, the testimony about how your parents have influenced you. If you have a way or who, who influenced you in practicing and living out the corporate works of mercy, perhaps like Anne, it was your parents. Perhaps there's somebody else who has served as a model for you. Let us know. And so we might be encouraged and inspired by them as well. 888-914-9149 or our email address is innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. We're going to take another short break, but we'll be back with more of The Inner Life right after this. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to Thomas Engesser producing the show for us today and Sarah Tafoya taking your phone calls, as well as to our spiritual director, Father Chris Stubna, priest of the Diocese of Pittsburgh and rector of St. Paul Cathedral Parish there in Pittsburgh. We're talking today about the corporal works of mercy. Who has influenced you in living out the corporal works of mercy? Who has been a role model for you? 
And what did they do? We'd love to hear these stories. 888-914-9149 is the number to call. 888-914-9149. Our email address is innerlife at relevantradio.com. And Father, we did get an email from Francis who simply said, the Corporal Works of Mercy is a great subject and something that is needed very much more these days. And so he thanks us for for tackling this topic on the show today. And really, there's always a need to put these kind of Remember, remind people that this is uh, so central to our living out of the faith, isn't there? Yeah, it's very important, and it and it gives some practical guidance to how we can. Uh, sometimes people think uh, helping someone or living out their faith is is something that that takes extraordinary strength, and and really the corporal works of mercy speak to the very small acts of love and kindness and generosity that that we're called to engage in every day. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Well, let's go back to the phones. We've got Therese who's calling in from Waukesha, Wisconsin. Therese, thanks for the call. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I just had to call in after uh, listening to the previous caller. Uh, I want to say my parents were very influential in showing our family the corporal works of mercy. Uh, My dad was a physician for many years in a small town, Lancaster, Ohio, and brought many of the uh, residents into the world. <laughs> but uh, during his practice, uh, there were some, there were a lot of clients who could not pay for the office visit and maybe would bake a pie and bring the pie in. And mm-hmm. when they left, he would write NC, no charge. And um, someone would offer him a cord of wood or um, just offer different services, and he would just write no charge. So I thought that was very influential in in my life. And um, my mother did a lot for the church. She was head of the Marion Center and still is at 90 years old. <laughs> and... Um, you know, so both of them have shown our family uh, through their practice and their uh, Christian faith, their Catholic faith, um, how to, you know, perform those corporal works of mercy and very influential for us. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful story. And, you know, I, I, I think it speaks to, to also uh, the reality of, of, of uh, how people can help each other. You know, it isn't just a one-way um, invitation to uh, help somebody, but but really lifting someone up and enabling them to respond in the best way that they can. You know, in that case, uh, they could offer your dad something uh, that he could use, and your father was able to share his profession and help them in a way that really lifted them up. So I, I think, again, at the heart of that is building up a relationship between people. And seeing seeing people as brothers and sisters, and that's really at the heart of of, of what we're called to do uh, as we embrace these corporal works of mercy. Mm. Therese, thank you for the phone call. I appreciate that, and great that uh, your parents have influenced you in that way. Your dad has influenced you in letting us know. Let's go now to Jerry calling in from Chandler, Arizona. Good morning, Jerry. Thanks for calling in. Hi, uh, good morning. I'm fascinated by your show, and I thought I would share with you uh, I'm a volunteer with a local organization here in Chandler called Neighbors Who Care. And they provide a range of services for people who cannot drive or cannot get out of their homes, drive them to hospitals, doctor's appointments, uh, 
bring dinners to them in the evening. Many of them are housebound. Uh, I've been doing this for 25 years and saw a wonderful cross-section of life. And uh, they are so grateful. And we talk about everything on the way to the doctor's appointment and God and their families and so on. And it's a, a wonderful blessing for these people and a blessing for us who do it, too. Yes, well, that's a, a tremendous, uh, you know, amount of time that you've been engaged in that and, and, and such a wonderful way to share uh, how enriching it is. Uh, so I really commend you for, for, for the ways that you can, you can help to take care of the, uh, of the people that you serve. Mm-hmm. I do like the uh, the opportunity that Jerry was just talking about there that, uh, yeah, as you're taking people to these doctor's appointments or to the grocery stores or things like this, that you have this opportunity to engage with them, too. And I think while that's probably a, a good thing, again, recognizing the common humanity there, there's still also that's not necessarily part and parcel to practicing the corporate works of mercy. Right. I mean, these corporate works of mercy are not uh, not necessarily set up as well. If we can't speak with them, then. Uh, there's no point in practicing them. That's not what I hear the Lord saying. No, I agree with you, Patrick. I, you know, I think, I think, uh, as we talked about at the beginning, everyone's situation is different. I think, I think the invitation uh, to make them uh, somewhat uh, personal. You know, the Pope even said, uh, for example, we we often will give something to a stranger on the street, but do we really look them in the eye and just recognize that they're a person? And, you know, greet them. Right. You know, so so uh, uh, there are different ways that we can engage in them. But the ultimate goal here is to really build up uh, human dignity and the and the and the precious gift of every life, regardless of its of its circumstance. And it is a message that we can bring uh, into a culture that, uh, you know, really doesn't always recognize or celebrate those gifts. Mm, Right. Yeah, very good. Uh, let's keep going with the phone calls here, see if we can get one or two more in before the end of the program. Therese has been waiting patiently in Wisconsin. I don't know the Therese from Wisconsin. Welcome to the show, Therese. Thank you very much. Um, just when I was listening to the Corporal Works of Mercy this morning, I couldn't help but think of the Legion of Mary. Um, we have one in our parish, and the Legion, um, that that is the work of the Legion, in addition to, like, weekly prayer, um and evangelization. So I would encourage anybody who has a Legion of Mary in their parish, um, you know, all of these works fit right in what they do on a weekly basis. And um, it's really a great way to grow in your faith um, and your spiritual uh, life. So, um, yeah, the Legion of Mary does all sorts of corporal works all the time and then prays also. So I just wanted to share that. Yeah, I, I think you bring up a very good uh, and interesting, you know, point for us to to uh, to remember that that so many uh, organizations exist uh, in our parishes and in the church. You know, the the Ladies of Charity, the Knights of Columbus. There are just uh, different organizations, St. Vincent de Paul societies that that really bring people together so that they can be supported in this ministry of outreach and service and. You know, sometimes we may not feel that we can do it alone or on our own, but by being part of an organization, uh, we also can, uh, uh, you know, be part of of this call to uh, to bring the love of God and the 
and to really help with the temporal and spiritual needs of people uh, in a as a group, as a group of like-minded, faithful people, and that that's 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 something that's that is good for us to remember. Right, checking out the organizations that are present to us or maybe in our area is a great idea, and how to to gain some traction in practicing the corporal works of mercy. So. Great suggestion, Therese. Thank you for calling in with that. Let's go now to Ray calling in from Reno, Nevada. Ray, welcome to the program. Hi. Uh, I'm not sure if this is a corporal work of mercy, mercy excuse me, but my, my mom, since I was about 10 until the day she died, she made rosaries for the mission, and her goal was always to do 10 rosaries, and as she did them, she prayed the rosary for each one she did for many, many people. And um, she must have done, let's see, I'm 68. She just passed December 30th, so it's a long time. I don't know if that qualifies, but she really um, set an example for our family on giving to those that need it. Sure, I, I would certainly say that they, you know, that that qualifies, uh, you know, underlying what we do. the. These aren't just a list of good things to do. Uh, it, it is a work of prayer. It is a work of grace. These, these corporal works of mercy really bear fruit uh, when we connect them to our life in the Holy Spirit. So what a beautiful, intentional thing to be praying uh, for people uh, who need our prayers or who will receive the rosaries or receive our help. I think anytime we engage in the corporal works of mercy, we, we should remember you know, uh, to pray for those people that we really are trying to help, even if we never meet them. Those those prayers are, uh, uh, you know, lifted up and, and made perfect through God's grace. And so I think I think you're reminding of, uh, us of something very important. Yeah, thank you, Ray. It's all about that self-gift, isn't it? Living out the love that God is and that God has for each one of us and for us as a church, as us as a world as well. Father, just in the last uh, about 30 seconds here before we ask for your blessing, just any any advice for someone who says, you know what, I really need to start in the Corporate Works of Mercy. Where does it start and how do we get going? Yeah, I, I, my advice is just that, that, that these, are, uh, these opportunities are all around us. We just oftentimes don't notice or don't see it. And so, you know, look, looking into our daily lives, uh, being more attentive to the people around us at work, in our neighborhood, people that we cross in the street, you know, or to begin to have uh, to develop a more sensitive and generous heart, uh, to to be able to be kind, uh, to be gracious, to be patient, uh, even when we're driving. You know, the, these are all connected to beginning to develop in, in us a sense of how we can help and serve the needs of others. That's a great advice, especially when driving. I'm going to chew on that one for a while. Thank you, Father. Uh, well, thanks for being our spiritual director, Father. May we have your blessing, please. Sure, Lord God, as we gather this day, please bless us with your love. Continue to strengthen us and help us in all things that we can be more like Jesus, especially in the great love and compassion and mercy that he had for the poor and those in need. We give you thanks and praise in all things through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Chris Stubna has been our spiritual director today. Thank you, as we've been just talking about the corporal works of mercy tomorrow, the Sacrament of Holy Orders. Until then, grace and peace.